The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus heard of the death of John the Baptist, he withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. The crowds heard of this and followed him on foot from their towns. When he disembarked, he saw the vast crowd. His heart was moved with pity for them, and he cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples approached him and said, This is a deserted place, and it is already late. Dismiss the crowds so that they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, There is no need for them to go away. Give them some food yourselves. But they said to him, Five loaves and two fish are all we have. Then he said, Bring them here to me. And he ordered the crowds to sit on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he said the blessing broke the loaves, and gave them to the disciples, who in turn gave them to the crowds. They, were, they all ate and were satisfied, and they picked up fragments left over, twelve wicker baskets full. Those who ate were about five thousand men, not counting women and children. The Gospel of the Lord. Not sure if you remember last week at this time we had no electricity. And Ray told me, Father, it should come on by 12 o'clock. So I said to myself in prayer, St. Joseph, could we speed that up a little bit? (laughs) And sure enough, he did turn it back on right after my homily. Yes, God and the saints and the angels have a great sense of humor, and they look down upon us all the time. I am basically finishing the first month as as pastor here. Thank you for all your support, and thank you for just coming into my office. Even when you have something, you know, maybe unpleasant to say, I love the fact that you come. I really do. It helps so much just to hear, and of course, well, most of it's nice, (laughs) But sometimes people have things on their hearts that they need to say, and I have to listen. The themes for today that I'm not going to cover, but you might want to take home and work through yourselves. The church is a place for the wounded, and Jesus heals us. The abundance of his gifts to us. It is not going to be easy to be a Christian. And when everything seems impossible for you, turn to Jesus. The theme that I would like to choose today is really providence. And in these words, am I willing to give all over to Jesus who loves me so much? Am I willing to give him everything? What 
during this mass and during this day and during this week, might Jesus want me to surrender to him? Come without pain, without cost, drink wine and milk. These words that sum up the first reading goes in contrast to the way we sometimes are so dependent on our own personal talents to get the job done. We are a rugged bunch and very individualistic. It is particularly hard for us today in this world to be vulnerable and to admit, I can't, I need help. They say that when an alcoholic finally admits he or she is alcoholic, they are 80% on the road to recovery. Admitting, I can't do it. Admitting, I am vulnerable. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. There is a great deal more happening out there than we realize. People are looking for Jesus. We don't hear about it in the news. It's not newsworthy according to the main news networks. But I can tell you as a priest, there is a hypersensitivity to encountering Jesus. To all. To all who call upon him in truth. This second reading, you need to take a deep breath. You need to tattoo that on your heart. The whole thing. What will separate us from Christ? I would sum it up by saying, when you stop loving... You are now separating yourself from Christ. So our task today especially is to rise, to fall, and to keep trying, never giving up, never going back. Isn't that a phrase in in the Marines? Something along those lines. Never go backwards. And the devil is very active. He is using all the modern means to disorient people, but we stand on solid ground, the gospel. I wish we could just spend all day looking at this gospel passage, and I've picked out six or seven words. There is no need for them to go away. There is no need for them to go away. Jesus' life is a parable. What do I mean by that? His life is a mystery. When he gives these parables, you're not quite sure where he's going. When you're with him, you're not quite sure where he's going. But if you stay with him, you will arrive to safe ground. Because he's the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way to heaven other than Jesus. So the apostles, you could just see them. It was the end of the day. They were exhausted. They were tired following this guy. He didn't stop. 
And now, like, can we just get these people? Can we get? I love them. They're great people. There's a lot of them, by the way. We need to get them home, and we need to rest. That's what they were saying. They didn't say that, but they were saying, "We need to rest." And Jesus says, "You feed them." There he goes again. When will this stop? You feed them. I've been walking the local streets here around the parish, and last Sunday. Uh, the way we do it, we carry a cross and we carry a few things. And at the end of our journey, our, our, we, walk, we walk down Rose Street. Do you know where Rose Street is? Just down there when the two roads uh, separate Paul Road and Martin Luther. Well, right there, just before that is, is Rose Street. So we're coming back and there was a young couple behind us. So we stopped and... They came up to us. They were like about to go into their, where their home is. And they came up to us and they said, what are you doing? <laughs> and so we told them. And they said, listen, we saw you from a way back there. We are a Protest- uh, an evangelical Protestant couple. They're, like, they're just married. And we're trying to figure out, we're going to move now, we're going to get a job relocation, and we're trying to figure out how to become evangelizers. But at the same time working, paying our way. And as they were talking, they asked for prayers, and she has some health issues. And you just thought, these people are awesome. And they were attracted by the cross. I want to finish. I try to go as quick as I could, and now I'm going to have to go a little bit fast just to finish this within time. For me, it sums up. This is the words of a second-century unknown author. I'll read it kind of quickly, but see, what, see how it speaks to you. To speak in general terms, we may say that a Christian is to the world what the soul is to the body. As the soul is present in every part of the body while remaining distinct from it, so Christians are found in all cities of the world but cannot be identified with the world. As the visible body contains the invisible soul, so Christians are seen living in the world, but their religious life remains unseen. The body hates the soul and wars against it, not because of any injury the soul has done it, but because of the restriction the soul places on its pleasures. Similarly, the world hates the Christians, not because they have done any wrong, but because they are opposed to its enjoyments. Christians love those who hate them, just as the soul loves the body and all its members, despite the body's hatred. It is the soul enclosed within the body that the body is held together. And similarly, it is by the Christians contained in the world as in a prison that the world is held together. The soul, though immortal, has a mortal dwelling place. And Christians also live in it for a time amidst perishable things while awaiting the freedom from change and decay that will be theirs in heaven. As the soul benefits from the deprivation of food and drink, so Christians flourish under persecution. 
It is the Christian's lofty and divine appointed function from which he is not permitted to excuse himself. With trust in our Heavenly Father and the riches of his grace, we make our petitions known to him. Today's Mass has been offered to all of you. For all of you, we pray to the Lord. That fervent devotion to the Eucharist will cause the church to grow in numbers and holiness. We pray to the Lord. For our legislators and government leaders, that they pursue justice, truth, and peace. We pray to the Lord. We pray for all those who work and live from the sea, among them sailors, fishermen, and their families. We pray to the Lord that our parish community may advance in faith, hope, and love. We pray to the Lord for a speedy recovery for to Deacon Steve and Monsignor John Williams. We pray to the Lord in loving gratitude for the many years of service. Priests that have passed through St. Joseph's in particular, we pray for Monsignor Ingham and his mission at St. Luke's. We pray to the Lord. And for the souls in purgatory, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. Let us now join our prayers to those of the Blessed Mother as we sing.